and welcome to episode 501. It is the first episode of the new year. Happy 2022. And it is not just any episode of From Paper to People podcast. It is the Family Cookbook, brought to you by Ancestors Alive Genealogy. My name is Carolyn Neelachlan. I am your hostess with the mostess, and we are going to start the year off with sweetness. Yes, everybody ready to see the back of 2021 and to look with hope, with eyes filled with hope into 2022, you're in the right place. We are going to keep it sweet today, and we are going to respect the past, the present, and the future through the eyes of cheesecake. That's right, my friends, cheesecake past, cheesecake present, and cheesecake future. What do I mean by this? What is this with the past, present, and future? It's this simple. I've been thinking about the cookbook and how it's really been focused on recipes that have been handed down either to me or to other people from past generations. And that absolutely is a form of genealogy. Foodways and food history is definitely a form of family history or genealogy. But there are other things that are equally valid that do help us to explore our family history and our genealogy. And they are the things that we make right now that are things that our families enjoy on a year-to-year basis that don't necessarily come from ancestors. And then there's that third thing, things that we create, maybe fusions of recipes, things that we are handing down to future generations. I have for you cheesecake past, cheesecake present, and cheesecake future. So here we go. Cheesecake past comes from my mother's mother. And this is a handwritten recipe card from a recipe book, one of many that my mother and my grandmother both had. And it has no source. So I have no idea where she got the recipe from. Normally, she credits them by somebody's name or gourmet magazine with the issue information, stuff like that. I guess we're very careful about copyright in my family. I don't know. But this just says cheesecake. Here's cheesecake past from my grandmother's kitchen. You need a pound of cream cheese, a pound of ricotta, a cup and a half of sugar, four eggs, three tablespoons of cornstarch, three tablespoons of flour, one and a half tablespoons of lemon juice, a tablespoon of vanilla, a half a cup of butter melted, though I suppose you could substitute some margarine, and one pint of sour cream. This is not something for the faint of stomach, okay? If you have issues with lactose or with milk protein, this recipe is not your friend. I'm telling you right now. Here's what you do. Beat cream cheese and ricotta until creamy. Add sugar and slightly beaten eggs and beat on low speed using an electric mixer. Add remaining ingredients and beat until smooth. Pour into a 9-inch greased springform pan. Bake at 325 degrees for one hour. Then turn off the heat and let the cheesecake stand in the oven with the door closed for an hour after that. Let it cool on the countertop and then refrigerate it as you would normally. That is the ghost of cheesecake past making its way into your life. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you put some fruit topping on that. I'm just just saying, I'm not giving you recipes for that. I'm just letting you know, a little blueberry topping would not come amiss. 
Now we have the ghost of cheesecake present. This comes from a local realtor. <laughs> okay, I know. What? Yes. So I don't know about how it works in your area, but this is a very densely populated place where I live. And so there are houses going up on the market all the time. As a result, there are a lot of real estate agents and they tend to put together and then put out these glossy postcards to potential buyers or sellers, which basically means everybody. And usually these postcards show a house that's for sale, a house that's gone to contract, or a house that's just sold. And the idea is, of course, to show, hey, see, I'm doing my job. Why don't you sell or buy with me? Then there are these other ones. Sometimes they show local calendars because this is an island. Sometimes they actually give the table of the tides, which I think is really fun. But this is better than any of those. This one has a recipe on it. The woman who wrote the recipe, it comes from her family. And her name is Annalisa Basio. So Annalisa Basio of Compass Realty. Thank you very much for this. I don't know that you'll ever hear that I'm using this. I'm going to let you know that I have used it though. This is for a ricotta cheesecake, or as a lot of people call it, ragot pie. Italian food has made it everywhere into the Long Island culinary tradition to the point that when people have Thanksgiving and they're not Italian, if they're Long Islanders, in addition to a turkey, they have a tray of lasagna. I think it's crazy, but I love it. Anyway, Annalisa says, this easy special recipe was handed down from my grandmother, Anna. I make this with great memories of love. For this, you're going to need an 8x8 Pyrex glass pan or something like that, but it's an 8x8. The ingredients are one pound of ricotta, four large eggs, one pint of heavy or light cream, three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar, a dash of salt, a teaspoon of vanilla, and two tablespoons of flour. Then grease or butter, the 8x8 pan, as I say, a glass Pyrex works very nicely. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees, mix sugar and flour well, add the ricotta, slowly add the eggs one at a time until blended well. And again, an electric mixer is your friend with a recipe like this. Add heavy or light cream, the salt and the vanilla, mix it all well. Pour it into the pan and bake it for 55 minutes at 350. Then let it stand in the oven with the oven door open for an additional hour. Cool it completely on the countertop before covering it and refrigerating it. And she says that it also freezes well, which is great. So enjoy. And thank you, Annalisa Basio, for sharing this with us. That's very, very kind of you. And she shared it with, you know, everybody. She shared it with not just my neighborhood, but a lot of other locations as well. I think that's groovy. So now we're going to the ghost of cheesecake future, and this takes two recipes. This is a recipe that I created. First, I'm gonna give you the crust, then I'm going to give you the filling. This cheesecake is different from other cheesecakes in that it is smaller. It's a seven inch spring form pan that you'll need, not the usual nine inch spring form pan. And it's a handy little thing to have because this seven inch cheesecake makes a nice little gift if you're going to somebody's house, you know, or it's a, a lovely contribution to a group table if you're having some kind of a get together 
or if you're going to a pitch-in. So that's a handy thing. And there are a lot of different ways to use these recipes, a lot of different ways you can tweak these recipes. That's because I need to keep my sugar intake low, and I also need to reduce or eliminate my lactose intake. And both of those are taken into consideration in these recipes. So first you need the crust. And the crust is a press-in butter crust. It really is good to use the butter because, boy, that flavor, you need it. You need a half a cup of butter, slightly softened. And then for sweetening, you can go with a tablespoon of coconut sugar, but don't use regular sugar. You can also use a little bit less than a tablespoon of granulated fructose, but if so, you need to keep a very careful eye on the pre-baking of the crust because the crust could burn. Fructose burns off very easily. If you don't want to sweeten it at all, you don't have to, but you could also use monk fruit or stevia if those are in your kitchen and in your baking repertoire. Otherwise, you need a cup of flour and a half a cup of either oat bran or, if you like nuts, finely, finely minced pecans. Blend all of the ingredients in a food processor or a blender until they are combined and make a ball. If you use this as a regular pie crust, you need to grease a nine and a half inch pie plate. But in this case, grease that seven inch springform pan, and then you're gonna pat the crust in by hand. You start with the bottom, and then you do the sides, and make sure that you're really pressing in the corner so that you don't have a really thick crust where the bottom meets the side, because that can give you a kind of an unpleasant mouth feel. We don't want that. Prick a few holes in the crust with the tip of a knife or with the tines of a fork, and then lay in a piece of waxed paper or baking parchment. Set pie weights on top of that. Those come, you know, in a metal of some kind, or they also make porcelain ones. I use porcelain ones. And then bake the crust at 350 degrees for approximately 20 minutes or until browned. Be sure to watch it carefully because if you do use a sweetener that has an os in it, a fructose, a sucrose, you wanna make sure that it does not burn around the top edges. Then just pull it out of the oven, let it sit for a few minutes, remove the pie weights carefully, don't burn yourself, remove the parchment, and then let the crust cool while you're making the filling, but you want that crust to be absolutely cold when you pour the filling for the cheesecake in. This cheesecake is a fusion recipe. I used a lot of different recipes to bring it all together so that I could make a cheesecake that was low in lactose. How is this possible? Well, there are a few different ways of making or getting yogurt cheese. The first way is it's known as lebni in Middle Eastern cuisine, and you can find it at Asian grocery stores or Middle Eastern grocery stores. You can frequently find lebni, and it's spelled either L-A-B-N-E or L-E-B-N-E. The idea is that it is yogurt with the whey's, the liquid, dripped out. So the second option is you can make your own. The brilliant thing about making your own lepni or yogurt cheese is that you can choose what kind of yogurt you use as a base. If you wanted to use a flavored yogurt 
and sugar doesn't bother you or anything like that, you like the flavor of the yogurt, hey, go for it. That's awesome. Then you don't even need to put topping on it, right? But this is a lemon cheesecake already, and it has the flavors built in. So, you know, pick and choose whether or not you want to do it that way. If you wanted to make your own from regular yogurt, you could get a 32-ounce tub of yogurt of any fat level. That's totally up to you. And you would need a tall glass or maybe like a, a plastic stadium cup, something like that, and a plastic funnel and some cheesecloth and layer a couple of layers of cheesecloth into that funnel and poke it down real well and then put the yogurt in it and let it sit overnight with a plastic wrap on top of the yogurt and smooth down on top of it so that it touches it. You know, the way that you do with pudding, you put that in the fridge and you let that whey drip out for at least overnight. But what you want is you want the solids because that's what the lebni is. And that is what best imitates cream cheese or ricotta in texture. The third way that you can do it is you can buy Greek yogurt because Greek yogurt is very thick, actually. And again, you'd want to work with about 32 ounces. There are now Greek yogurts on the market that are lactose free. And that's what makes this recipe possible for me. And that's what allows for maximum flexibility. You can see there are many ways in which this is the ghost of cheesecake future. So regardless, you have your lebni, you have your yogurt cheese, right? It needs to be two cups of yogurt cheese. So that's why starting out with 32 ounces of yogurt and allowing that whey to drip out or starting with a few little tubs of Greek yogurt and letting that whey drip out is good. It'll take less time because it has less to begin with. Or simply get lepni itself and use two cups of it. Aside from that, and in addition to that, you will need between one half and two thirds of a cup of granulated fructose. Now, why did I use granulated fructose? Well, that's because it's lower glycemic and I need to watch my sugar intake because of my blood sugar. And a lot of people out there do too. And some people don't need to, but they choose to. So granulated fructose is a really good solution to that particular problem. And again, if you use it and you like it, use monk fruit or use stevia. Go hog wild. Do what you want to do. But it will take a half a cup to two thirds of a cup of granulated fructose for sure in order to make it sweet enough. Then you'll need a tablespoon of cornstarch two tablespoons of vanilla extract, a tablespoon of lemon juice, a tablespoon of lemon extract, a quarter of a cup of flour, a teaspoon of tapioca starch or tapioca flour, and you can go with any of those kind of tapioca-like flours, you know, or, or starches, any of those that you enjoy will work. Also throw in there a dash of ground mace and two eggs, a finely grated zest of one lemon. I would definitely use a plain to do that so that it's very, very, very fine. And some sliced almonds and three small lemon peel chips for garnish. Now, all you have to do once you have this is whip all of it together, except the sliced almonds and the small lemon peel chips because you're going to use those for garnishing. You want to whip it up in an electric mixer or even in a blender 
until it's light and completely mixed and smoothed. Then heat the oven to 325 degrees. Pour the batter into the completely cooled pie crust and bake it for 60 to 65 minutes or until the center is set. There are two ways to tell if the center is set. One, if you remove it from the oven and shake it slightly, if it still jiggles, then it's not done. And the other way that you can tell is if you put a toothpick in the center and it comes out with batter clinging to it, it's not ready yet. Chill it for at least four hours and right before serving, ring the edge with those almond slivers to make it look kind of like a flower and put those three little lemon peel chips in the center like a flower for garnish. It's very pretty. It's very dense. It's very simple and it's flexible. You can do whatever you need to do with it in order to make it work for your diet. So those are the delicious ways you can keep cheesecake in your life or regat pie and enjoy. All of these recipes are available at my website, ancestorsalivegenealogy.com. You can download them as a PDF and enjoy them written forever. And a big thank you to new patrons, Karen Contrath, she's at the roots level, and my possibly cousin, Danny McLaughlin, at the berries level. Thank you for joining. So let's keep it sweet in 2022. I'll be talking to you again soon. And in the meantime, thanks so much for listening. Do your research. Don't be a Jeffrey. Have a little cheesecake. And above all, expect surprises.